Hey everyone, and welcome to a special Easter episode of the Major Crush Winecast with Meredith Griffin and Lou Zant. If you're a longtime listener, you probably recognize my voice. I'm Sonia Zant, the producer of the show. And for this episode and this episode only, I'm turning the tables on Meredith and Lou, and they are my guests, and I'm interviewing them. So, hey guys, welcome to your show. <laughs> hey, Sonia, this is a little different spin. It sure is. Yeah, thanks, Sonia, for doing this. I like it. Well, I'm going to blow your mind with something really quick, because when I looked this up, I couldn't believe it either. How many episodes do you think you guys have done? About 30? Five seasons, maybe like 45, 50? 105 episodes with all the bonus content that we've done with the guys from Blank. We have 105 episodes. What? Are you kidding me? I am not kidding you. It's a statistic you can look up on Apple Podcasts. We have 105 episodes. And I am probably the one person in this world that has definitely listened to everyone, not only (laughs) once, but multiple times. Multiple times. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm so no, sorry. No, it's my pleasure. But I will say that I am I you guys are on the record that you do not like chocolate and wine pairing as a as a rule. So Absolutely. I realize what I'm doing to you today is really not your favorite. Yeah, I know. I've been like skeptical all day thinking, I don't know. I don't know about it, but I'm always open to exploring. Yeah, that's me too. Yeah. I uh it's not my favorite, I can tell you that right now, but I am with a lot of people that just really really enjoy it. Mhm. People swear swear by it sometimes. They think I'm mm-hmm. crazy. They're like, "I love my chocolate and red wine." Yeah. And it's been, and you know we're like a lot of port. You know that people love it with their ports, you know. As your producer, I can tell you that that's one of my favorite things about working with you guys is that if the Major Crush Winecast is about anything, it's about crushing on new things, Mm -hmm. revisiting and rediscovering old things, and then just exploring things with an open mind. So, So that's basically why I wanted to do this particular pairing in honor of Easter, because a lot of people do like to eat chocolate on Easter and drink wine. So I felt like it was a good time for me to put you guys in the hot seat. So before we get started, I wanted to ask you another trivia question. When people give up something for Lent, what do you think the top three things people give up are? Lou, why don't you weigh in? What do you think people give up the most often? My first guess would be um, sweets. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Any, anything else? Uh, some people give up alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then the third thing? Let's see, sweets, alcohol, pizza, social media. <laughs> social there you go, media. Lou, you got it. It's chocolate, social media, and alcohol. But of those three things, what is the most common one to give up? Dessert chocolate. or chocolate. That is correct. You are 100%. Is that why Easter, we just, there's chocolate everywhere for Easter Sunday? Because everyone's like going to make up for all the chocolate we didn't eat during Lent. Oh, maybe so. so. Yeah. It's so true. It's absolutely true. So people gave it up because it's something they indulge in all the time and they wanted to take that break and really ponder what it's like 
to, to give that up. And so I thought it would be useful since one of the things that we like to do with the podcast, especially Meredith, this is where your heart is. Let's add chocolate and wine back into your life with a lot of intention. Let's mm -hmm. see how we can create these pairings, even if it's one that you're skeptical of, which you both are. Let's see how we can do it together with more intention. So what I did, Mare's in New Orleans, Lou's in Sonoma, so I sent them some chocolates. So I went to a local chocolate store that is so adorable. So if you ever happen to be in Sonoma and you're hankering for some chocolate, I highly recommend going to the Chocolate Cow. It's on Sonoma Square. It's family owned. They are so kind in there and they really take a lot of pride in their chocolates. And so I spent some time with one of the owners, his name is Max, and I told him a little bit about Meredith and Lou. I told him that Mare likes her bubbles and that Lou tends to like Zinfandel, but he's not locked always. He likes all red wines. And so what he did was he took me through all of what they call their collectibles. They're all their chocolates. He's got dark chocolates, he's got truffles, he's got all kinds of things. And so I picked out one box for Meredith that was specifically matching to sparklings and one box of chocolates for Lou that could go with some red wines. So let's start with you, Meredith. Tell me a little bit about what I, what I sent you, what you got in your box and what you're gonna pair it with. Well, they're so pretty looking at them. But yeah, so in my box, I find a milk sea salt chocolate. You can see the pretty little sea salt crystals on top. And then a raspberry dark chocolate, which definitely has my attention. That's my kind of jam, quite literally. Um, and what are you going to pair that with, Mare? So because we just recently did that interview with Pear Ponds from, uh, from Spain, and he talked about kava and how great kava goes with everything, but he even said with chocolate, I'm going to pair, I'm going to pour some Mikel Pons kava to try. Nice. Oh, I can hear it. I don't know if the listeners will be able to, but what a great idea, Meredith. Yeah. I liked it for a lot of reasons, because I'm going to tell you, I enjoyed our podcast with him. He was just such a delightful guy, and, and to learn the multi-generational culture of Cava in Spain was so cool to me. Agree. I had so much fun talking to him, just hearing a different perspective on wine and winemaking skills, and he had three degrees in winemaking. Yeah, it really incredible. shifted my whole opinion about Cava. I've just yeah. been grabbing it when I have a chance. And I, I don't ask any questions anymore. It's, it's a great wine. Wow. Agree. So, Mayor, with, with kava, is it, I know that when we tasted Pear's kava, it, it definitely was dry. He doesn't use, and he doesn't add any sugar. So, there's no sugars other than natural sugars. And as you're getting ready to taste it with your first chocolate, what are you already prepared for in terms of? how the wine and the chocolate are going to dance together. So because I'm, I'm a skeptic, I didn't want to pick a sweet sparkling because I feel like that would be defeat the purpose of this experiment because I, I believe sweet is goes with sweet. Um, so I suck with the dry wine. So my prediction is that it's possible I'm going to get bitter notes, but because there's salt and bubbles love salt and it could counteract the sweetness, that it could end up being a really, um, I don't anticipate being having my mind blown, but I could anticipate like 
they they coexist well together. If maybe that makes a sense. sweet surprise, maybe. Yes, exactly. Now I know on his note that Max put he suggested the milk sea salt first with the sparkling. Yep. All right, I'm going in. She's doing it. Oh my gosh! First of all, that's a really good chocolate. I wasn't expecting all that caramel in there. Yeah, they definitely pack their chocolates with a lot of interesting stuff. Oh my stuff. gosh, the sea salt on that was so good. All right. Mm. What do you think? Is it working? It's not making my bubbles taste bitter. Ooh. Like they actually blew. Oh my gosh! No I'm way! I'm not kidding. Ah, you like it, huh? Uh, they go together. Okay, so here's what you know. Why though? I think it's the salt because the salt. I'm definitely getting a lot of salt. It's almost like that. What's the popular、um, ice cream now? Like salted, caramel. salted caramel. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what this is. But there's a very distinct salt taste. I think if it didn't have the salt, it wouldn't be the same experience. So that's my tip. That was a good one then. Well, I love it. You know,、um, uh, that's a that'll get us. You know, those of us that just aren't real crazy about,、uh, you know, necessarily doing、um, chocolates. That's a great. That was little, delicious. Little trick, you know. Wow, I think one of yours has salt on it too, Lou. So we'll see how that goes with your red wines. You want to? Yeah, let's jump in. Try it. Yeah, the, I agree with Meredith. These are beautiful looking chocolates. This is too pretty to eat. I don't think I'm going to eat it. Eat it.、Um, you know, and and what I'm pairing it with, I don't. I want to get Meredith's feedback. I'm pairing it with Merlot,、mm-hmm. and I I tried to pick a little softer, a little bit more elegant wine instead of the big bold jammy ones that you would normally think would go great with chocolate.、Uh-huh. You know, Zinfandel,、uh-huh. maybe a big jammy cab,、um, maybe.、Uh, Well, and obviously fortified wines. You know the、mm-hmm. ports.、Uh, you you see a lot of people doing it, but I thought it'd be a little bit overwhelmed. That's what bothers me about chocolate and wine. I worry about my blood sugar shooting up,、mm-hmm. and you know having to run out to the car in the middle of a tasting and get a nap. <laughs> so I'll put a little Merlot on my palate, and then this is a dark chocolate、uh, with salt, also caram dark.、Ch- Dark chocolate, caramel, and it's Pinot. Ooh, wait. Yeah, it's made with Pinot Noir. Oh. Hmm. I'm fancy. Hmm. I feel like the Easter Bunny is right around the corner. Hmm. <laughs> Do you like that, Lou? This is freaking delicious. Yeah. Hmm. It was so much fun spending time just exploring all of the ways that they have evolved chocolate, and I am going to put these in, put this in our show notes. But at Valentine's Day of 2020, Meredith did a very very thorough video. We had so much fun doing it, where we were pairing chocolates with sparklings. But I feel like it's worth revisiting, so I'll put a link link to it in our show notes. But you can watch how we have gone about really thinking about the chocolates, and there are so many kinds of chocolate out there. There's chocolate with fruit, chocolate obviously with salt,、yeah. nuts, all those different things, and those are going to play into the wine as well. So it's not just like 
getting a Hershey bar and having a chocolate. It's got a lot of adventure packed into it as well. Right. Absolutely. Well, and just like this too, you know, a lot, you can buy a lot of chocolates that are made from wine. Mm-hmm. Or the interior, you know, the yeah. made from wine, you know, that's kind of become like the new, the new thing, especially I feel like you find that a lot at the tasting rooms they're selling. They've made their own chocolate with their wine, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, how many times, Meredith, have you, you know, like you put your nose down in a glass and you go, oh my gosh, I'm getting gigantic raspberries. Well, what if a little raspberry stuffed chocolate would, you know, pair with that wine? so well and if memory serves correct meredith i think when we did that valentine's day one it was a raspberry filled dark chocolate that was like winner winner chicken dinner on that one yeah i think that we did it with the red with the red wine i think we did and we yeah. and we were very surprised so i mean it, i think the main thing that we're trying to promote in this episode is really just being willing to explore what a cl- what a cool idea meredith to you know it said here pinot I think Pinot's not a, not a, you don't count that one out because again, if, if we drink a, like more of an Anderson Valley or a Santa Lucia Highland Pinot, predominantly Clara clone, it's strawberries on silk. I think a chocolate would go great with that Pinot. Yeah, I agree. I could see that. I feel also sometimes the clash is if you have an overly tannic wine with sugar. Like you have to have, I think, softer tannins and that's a balance. And so talking about Pinot, the tannins are much softer that I don't think they're going to cause that clash. Mm -hmm. Because I think think chocolate actually has tannins, so they're competitive tannins. Yeah, yeah. It's too much for your palate. And it depends, but that's also like why a dark chocolate's better because of the tannin. When they when you add the sugar in there, the sugar overpowers the tannin, I think, if that makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But let's try this dark chocolate raspberry. You're just in a hurry to eat more chocolate. I know. <laughs> Secrets out. Yeah. Oh my God. The dark chocolate. Wow. Let's just start about how wonderful these chocolates are. Go chocolate cow. I send so many people to the chocolate cow. Mm-hmm. They have unbelievable gelato. That's what I would say. Their ice cream or gelatos. Mm, yeah, everything, everything they do is Ugh. just, and they, and they just are such uh, intentional people, which was one of the best reasons to involve them in the show, because we're trying to figure out how to make this more intentional. That works, but it doesn't work as well as the other one. Probably because of the salt, huh? I think so. It's, I think actually, to your point, Lou, this dark chocolate raspberry would go better with a red wine. Maybe, yeah. Okay. Well, that's it. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not that it's bad with this. It still doesn't give me that like really bitter taste that sometimes I get with chocolate and wine. But it's just the other one actually was like, wow, this. I would sit down and intentionally decide to have a piece of this chocolate with a glass of kava or a sparkling wine. The other one, I'd, I wouldn't necessarily do that with. And so the the second one, what was the difference between the first and the second? The first one had the caramel with the salt. And the second one was, um, the first one was milk chocolate caramel with sea salt. And the second one was dark chocolate raspberry filled that had just a, like maybe a hint of salt on top. Well, what, what do you think? Or do you think it's because of the dark chocolate or was it the contrast of sweets? 
I think, and this would be, I think, because kava is, I think, honestly, what made the other one good is the salt. The second one, I think, had the dark chocolate, the raspberry. It, it was much richer, and maybe because of the tannin in the dark chocolate. It, and again, it wasn't bad. It just... It didn't change your mind at all. I wouldn't do that one again. Where right. the other one, I, I would make, a, like I said, an intentional decision to buy. If I knew I wanted to go home and for dessert have a glass of sparkling and I wanted something sweet, I would go get one of these chocolates. A dark, mm. uh, milk chocolate caramel with sea salt. Nice. Lou, you still have one more chocolate to try. I do. I believe you have a dark chocolate truffle, so it'll be yeah, interesting to see how your dark chocolate is. I think this is going to be pretty interesting. You know, a dark chocolate truffle. Let's see. <laughs> God. Mm. That so chocolate's good. so good, isn't it? Mm. Meredith, you know how our listeners say we make them want to drink wine? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, there's going to be a lot of chocolate eaten. I'm not, and I'm not like a chocolate person. It's not my thing. Like I'm not a, I'm a dessert person, like cookies. And these chocolates could turn me into a chocolate person. God, not me too. <laughs> so good. I never think about chocolate. And I'm, I'm like on this, like a chicken on a June bug. Man. <laughs> I, it's it's good. Now this is kind of cool. Like same as you, the first one with the caramel and the sea salt nap, it went great with that softer Merlot. This one, it kind of fights it. The dark chocolate truffle is fighting with the with the Merlot a little bit, and I think a darker red uh, wine would be great with this a petite verdot um a syrah maybe oh huh. you know yeah um, or maybe even a zin lou if you had done that one with the zin you really would sonia mm -hmm. yeah a zin let's get back to zin yeah i think mr zin needs i mean to we know that the, the dna doesn't lie does it <laughs> mr zin Well, I'm going to go ahead and move us on to one last pairing. And this one I think is so much fun. So I sent you guys, Meredith, I sent an extra one for David to try as well because I thought this would be fun. But these are custom chocolates that the Chocolate Cow makes for three fat guys wines here in Sonoma. They're and so cute. This is just the this is just the funnest wine group. These three guys that played football together at the Green Bay Packers that really bonded over wine ended up starting a winery here in Sonoma. And they are just really adorable guys. Like one of their hashtags for social media is stay different, which I kind of like. It's refreshing. Like, let's do something a little different, which is kind of what we're doing today. We're doing a different kind of podcast. But the other thing is, is that they, their brand represents a desire from all three of these guys to keep friendship alive, their families together, traveling and experiencing everything life has to offer. And so I believe what Max told me was that he was commissioned by three fat guys to come up with a chocolate that actually has their Cabernet in it. 
So this is these chocolates are made with Rutherford Cabernet made by three fat guys. So I'm not sure what to expect on the taste of that because to me, I, I cannot put my brain around how a Cabernet and a chocolate are going to go together. So <laughs> these are the cutest little chocolates. I'll have to put a picture on, I, on I, social media. They're, they're adorable. adorable. So they're going to be hard to eat because they're so yeah. cute. But I am curious <laughs> to hear what you guys think of how they taste. And also, how do you feel about having wine in your chocolate? Lou liked that Pinot, but let's see what Cab gives us. I don't know if I eat the the cow's nose off, the ear. Me either. I'm gonna, I might I eat his ear. I might eat his ear first. Eat his ear so he doesn't hear uh, if you say anything bad. Claudia, right? make sure you you attach some pictures of these. I'll. I surely will. Hmm. I can sense, you know, through smell and a slight taste of the Rutherford cab. Mm-hmm. Get that little dusty. Wow, that's flavor. interesting that you can even go, you know, terroir with this chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> like it's subtle, but it's there. I feel like it adds a richness to it. Are you searching for it when you're tasting it? Because you know there's mm-hmm. cab in there? Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm trying to. Well, it'd be real interesting to pair it with a cab. Yeah. And I'm sure they must at their at their uh, tasting room, but. Terrible. With, not, with not good with the kava. Not with the kava. Yeah, terrible. Which, like, I mean, I think that was was probably a given, but it was worth trying. Well, and the chocolate already has the wine, so it's already paired for you. It's it's right. Why add it? (laughs) I like the idea of adding the wine to the chocolate, just because I think it. I mean, I love like combining unique flavors, especially because so often with red wines, right? We hear that people, especially cabs, especially aged cabs, you get cocoa. You get cocoa notes in some of the red wines. So I kind of love the idea of like adding it. It's like adding that pinch of salt to something sweet. Like it just adds a little more complexity and interesting. Yeah. What do you think, Lou? Real sweet. (laughs) Real sweet? Super sweet, yeah. That's probably yeah, it was a big car crash in your mouth with uh, kava, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if, if someone does absolutely love chocolate, this is the way to go. Yeah, and then you don't even have to get a glass or a bottle opener. You could just have the whole experience in one cow. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Right Boom. But I do think this with a, a big wine, like I think you, there's part of me that, well, no, you're right. It has a lot of sugar. It was really sweet because I thought, well, maybe this would actually go well with a big cab, but the more I'm thinking about it, probably not. Well, I, I just, I, one of my goals with this episode was to just do everything with a little bit of intention. And I think using a local chocolate, featuring a winery that's just down the street from us that has a lot of relevance to the whole spirit of our podcast made a lot of sense. And I just, wanted to do something fun with you guys to wish everybody a happy Easter and to, uh, to just celebrate 105 episodes. And this will be our 106th. So a lot to celebrate. I have a tip. Go for your fill someone's Easter basket with these milk, sea salt, caramel chocolates, and a bottle of kava. 
That's a perfect Easter gift. I'm going to look for that in my Easter basket this year. I think that sounds terrific. Hint, 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 hint. Hint, hint, Sonia, get your booty over there. (laughs) These, These sea salt chocolate, like... I told you I'm not a chocolate person, but I'm And you were not expecting to have your mind blown on this episode, so yay for me. I'm going to buy some of these. Get a Mikel Pons Cava and the uh, Chocolate Cow Chocolates. And then sit down and listen to the podcast with Pierre Pound. Pierre. Pedapons. 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 Yeah, we, and, we're uh, probably never going to say it right, but we're going to say his wine right, Mikel Pons, because you cannot mess that one up. That's yeah, too that darn delicious. Got, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, cheers, guys. Miss you yeah. and hope to see you soon. Cheers. Happy Easter, everybody. Happy, happy Easter. to this special Easter episode of Major Crush. Mare and Lou will be back next week with another winemaker interview. We couldn't be more thrilled to have Mary Taylor of Mary Taylor Wines on our show, and we look forward to sharing her story with you. So, if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening now. Until next time!